Life is crazy, life is hard, life is all over the place. There are a lot of questions that revolve around life, but the one I think that a lot of people struggle with is why. What is the point of life? Well, that's where we come in. This is the We Believe podcast, and we are here to tell you why we believe that Jesus Christ is the answer to those questions. Let's get to it. What is up, guys? This is the We Believe podcast. We are here for pretty much the simple reason is that to share why we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and our Lord and Savior, and why we think that you guys should believe too. First, I'm going to go ahead and introduce my co-host, Haley Keller. Haley, tell us a bit about yourself. Hello, I'm Haley, and I go to Purdue University, and I'm studying speech therapy. I love coffee, traveling, baseball, specifically the Chicago Cubs. What a shame. (laughs) Hurts. But overall, I love Jesus, and I try to live my life to glorify him. I'd say that's a pretty good combination of things right there. Uh, you got coffee, you got traveling, baseball, <laughs> even though it's the Cubs, that sucks. And then Jesus to cap it off. It yeah. sounds pretty solid. So Haley, go ahead and share me a little bit more about yourself, you know, on a deeper level. Um, what's your story, Haley, when it comes to Jesus? So I was always raised in church my whole life. My All my family are Christians and everything, but... I actually didn't pursue a real relationship with Christ until I was about 16 or 17 years old. So this happened at a church camp I grew up in I act- when I actually experienced God's presence and the Holy Spirit. I had an encounter with God, and it was just something that I never have really experienced before. And... Uh, I think at this point in my life, I was just really fed up with the temporary pleasures of the world that didn't truly bring satisfaction or any real joy to my life. So after that, I kind of turned my life around and I began to pursue a real relationship with God. And ever since then, I've never been the same. One verse that really has stood out to me is Psalm 119.37, and it says, Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. And I just think that's awesome because the things of this world really are worthless and they don't have much meaning to them. You said it so well there at the end, you know, the world just has such a different mindset than Jesus says to have because, you know, the world just kind of gives us idea that it should be all about you, all about yourself, you know. Jesus, you know, in his time here on earth was the exact opposite. He said, put yourself last, you know, love others, serve others. And as a result of that, you can share the love of God through those things. And that's only going to lead to, you know, more people being led to him. Thank you for sharing that. Really appreciate Mm -hmm. it. Such a cool story about how you were able to move into that in high school, a time where you know, peer pressure and those kind of things are at an all-time high. Yeah. Um, so kudos to you for that. I want to kind of move into now, you know, for anyone that, you know, may be listening to this, the idea of, you know, what the gospel is. And, you know, I don't know about you, Haley, but like, you know, you, you hear it growing up in church or even, you know, after like I recognized what a relationship was and people would still say the gospel and I still didn't really know what the gospel really was so yeah we've kind of broken up what the gospel is into um four four kind of points 
for you guys, and Haley's going to um, hop on the first one. The gospel to me is sort of a love story of how much God loves you, and he sent his only son to save you. So his love is endless for you, and he wants you to experience that love firsthand and discover that through a relationship with him. So John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So I feel like every most everyone has heard that verse and because it's so popular, but when you really sit and think about the words that it's saying, God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that you can have eternal life. Bam. I think that's probably just about the most famous verse yeah. of all time. And it's such a it's such a cool verse to think that this this being that is just all knowing, just the most, you know, powerful being ever to exist he cares about you and cares so much that he was willing to you know send his son and and you kind of summed it up you know saying you know god loves you and he wants a relationship with you however in order to be in the presence of god that leads to point number two we have to be perfect and nobody is perfect because sin is what separates yeah. us from god um, romans three twenty three uh, says it i think perfectly saying for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You know, God wants to have a relationship with us, but because of, you know, our shortcomings, because of our mistakes, of our not being able to live up to the expectation where it separated us from God um, by our own doing. Uh, what's point number three, Haley? So point number three is all about how God knew we weren't going to be able to maintain perfection. So that's why he sent Jesus to die for our sins. Jesus came down and lived a human life and did all these miracles and everything, yet he had to die the worst death possible, but it was for our sins. That's how much he loves us. Romans 5, 8 says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Jesus Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. So after Jesus died, he then rose from the grave three days later, and that just shows that our sin has no hold on us. We can overcome our sins by the power of Jesus. It's it's crazy. It's almost like there's not words to describe what that really means, you know? Yeah. The idea that Jesus was willing to come down to earth. You know, imagine being in heaven. Like, that's your life. And then taking that away from yourself for random people in the world. And that kind of leads into the last point is, you know, now we have kind of shared the truth of what Jesus did, all of these things. You know, God loved us. He created us. Sin, our shortcomings separated us from God. But God wanted a relationship so bad with us that he sent his only son to die for us, to put that pain, to put that sin on his shoulders. And then it kind of leads into the last point is, will you trust Jesus? All that you have to do is choose to trust and confess that he's your Lord and Savior. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. It's pretty cool. Any any other comments on that, Haley? I mean, I feel like we take that for granted sometimes because you hear it so much, especially if you're raised in church. Jesus died for your sins 
so you can go to yeah. heaven. So that's just what I thought. So just anytime I would sin, Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. But just to think about that kind of love he actually had for us to do that for us is just amazing. And you don't even think about everything that went into that death. Mm-hmm. Like the idea that he sweat blood, like because he feared death so much is just crazy to me. This just, this wasn't just something that, you know, happened and was like, oh, okay. Like this was, I mean, it's known as the worst death in the history of existence. Yeah. I mean, beaten almost to the point of death. I mean, um, most people on the cross, you know, what that was a common way of, you know, killing people, punishing criminals back then. Most people would stay alive on that cross for up to 24 hours. Oh, and yeah. Jesus was dead in three. And you got to think yeah. that just the the beating that he took and the the spiritual overwhelming that it was having the weight of the world's sins yeah. on your shoulder. I just I can't imagine. Although he's Jesus, I mean, he feels the same pain that we feel because he's human. Yeah. And I just think it's really important that we constantly remind ourselves of what Jesus did for us and how much he loves us. So, Ethan, why is knowing Jesus a necessity? Well, I mean, when you ask that question, the first thing that kind of pops in my head is, I mean, it's a necessity because... The Bible says in John 14, 6, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Jesus is the key to eternal life. You know, you can be a, in quotation, you know, a good person, you know, live your life, go to church, help people, be a nice person, and it doesn't mean anything unless you have truly chosen to believe that Jesus is your Lord and your Savior. So I really, I think that's clearly the biggest thing is um, because without Jesus, there is no eternal life. There is no spending eternity in heaven with God. I think another reason that needing Jesus is a necessity is because life is clearly (laughs) really hard. I cannot tell you how many times that I have just been so, so weary and I've gone to the Lord as my escape. So many people try to satisfy, like you said earlier, when you were kind of talking about your testimony, so many people try to satisfy themselves with earthly pleasures, whether it be, you know, sex, drugs, partying, um, gossiping. There's so many, there's a million different ways that you can do that. However, I guarantee you that every single one of those things will lead to you just feeling worse like than you, you were before. Yeah, like you're missing <laughs> yeah. something. So those things may bring you temporary happiness, but they will not bring you true joy. Yeah. And that kind of leads into my story. So my story kind of begins, like you said, I grew up in church, accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior at a very young age and believed that I had a relationship with him. It wasn't until I kind of started transitioning from middle school to high school, you know, eighth grade into ninth grade, that I truly began to grasp what it meant to have a relationship with Jesus, but it wasn't all peachy keen for me. I started in, at that time period, really falling into a lot of temptations, and I just felt dirty and gross all the time. I was, I felt like I was living two lives. I had the Ethan that everyone knew that at school as like that church kid, that Christian kid. And then at night, I felt like I was living this, this dirty life that left me feeling nothing but guilt and shame. And I felt completely alone. However, a couple of months into high school, I started um, getting really involved with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And I somehow ended up at an FCA camp called Guys Weekend of Champions. And at that camp, I found myself surrounded by guys that struggled with the same things that I did. And 
all of a sudden I wasn't alone. A great verse that kind of goes along with that for me is Philippians 1.27, which says, above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. And the reason I bring this verse up is because for the first time in my life, one didn't mean alone. One meant one in Christ, meaning that every single one of those guys that was struggling with that, every single person that, you know, is sinning or, you know, struggling with something, we fight together because it's a spirit of one in the body of Christ. So the second night of that camp, my life completely changed. I remember bursting out in tears, crying out to the Lord, take this sin away from me that I had pinned up on me for months on end. And when I walked out of the chapel that night, I felt like a new person almost. Um, I felt like something had developed and that was the start of a true relationship with the Lord. So, I mean, you see, for whatever reason it was, I thought that an earthly pleasure would bring me satisfaction and little did I know what, what I was getting myself into. The biggest thing, that I can say that I learned from that is that there is only one thing, like we've talked about, Haley, that can fill that God-shaped hole in your heart. And it's not partying or gospel, whatever. It, it's not any of those things. It's Jesus himself. So that kind of leads into our next topic is what makes being a Christian different from any other religion, Haley? I think being a Christian is so unique and special because it's more about having a relationship with Jesus and not just following a set of rules, which I think is unattainable because overall we're not Jesus. He's the only one who's perfect and has never sinned. So just following those rules is just too much for us because we're human and we make mistakes and we need Jesus to cover our sins. And just having a relationship with him is the most beautiful thing. Absolutely. You you really nailed it on the head there, just talking about how there's no one like Jesus. You yeah. know, I think that another big thing is that people from other religions, I feel like they're constantly searching for God. And there's yeah. multiple ways to do that. But the main goal is to, you know, to gain favor, favor with God. But Christianity is different because God is seeking us out instead of it being the other way around. He loves and cares about us so much that he was willing to send his only son to die for us. And I think just the idea of that is just so um, amazing. And not only that, but also not only did he send him to die for us, but the resurrection, you know, no other God that I know of has ever died and rose from the dead. Yeah. That the resurrection is what makes Jesus unique and special compared to any other religion that I can think of. Yeah, he genuinely cares for us. And he knew before that we're not perfect and we will mess up. That's why he did send his one and only son for our sins. Absolutely. So Haley, that kind of leads into our, my next question is, you know, a lot of people try and make the excuse that they don't think that they're worthy enough or they don't think they're good enough for God. So what are you supposed to tell people that don't think that they are good enough for Jesus? Yeah. So that's one thing that I personally struggle with not feeling good enough for God or not being good enough for people, maybe because past mistakes and things like that. But what's cool about God is that you don't have to do anything to be good enough for him because he alone is enough. And that's why he sent his one and only son to die for our sins 
because each of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And nothing you have done is worse than the next person. I mean, we've all messed up and... Yeah, sin is equal, right? I mean, yeah. besides blasphemy. But I mean, practically, sin is all equal. And I think that yeah, that's something that people get wrapped up in this idea that, you know, or they forget that Jesus died for everyone's sins. Yeah. And I know we keep saying that, but that's the truth of it. And, you know, the more that you can just, you know, share that truth, the hope is that the Lord will work and open people's hearts. A verse that kind of sticks out to me that continues to talk about this is First Peter chapter 3, verse 18, that says, Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. God has victory over your sin. Yeah. That's why he died. And all of you that, and all you have to do is receive him. So once you do accept him, you know, the Holy Spirit will live in you. Yeah, but at the same time, like, even once you do have a relationship with God and you feel like you're doing great, you're still going to mess up. Absolutely. Like, nobody's perfect. Yeah, God doesn't promise, Yeah. you know, a, an easy life. In fact, you look in the Bible and you look at people of the Bible and most of them lived lives yeah. suffering. You know, if you, when you yeah. look at the disciples and all these people, the prophets, most of them lived lives suffering. So really the Bible is saying, you know, life isn't going to be easy, no. but it is going to be rewarding. And I am going yeah. to be with you for that. And I think that that's really cool. Yeah. And once you realize like God is a merciful God, like he forgives us of our sins no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it's just beautiful. And you're a child of God, ultimately. He created you for a purpose. Mm. And one verse that I really like is Psalm 139.14. It says, I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. And I love that because many people don't look at themselves and think that they're a work of art from God. Like, not many people do, but you are. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And it's it's crazy to think that, but we are a work of art yeah. because the Lord lives in us. You know, when we choose to believe in the Lord, we go from being uh, evil and nothing to righteous. And it's, it's cool to think that, you know, because of Jesus, that's what he does for us. We go from being, I kind of like to think of it as like Jesus is the structure of you. So like, you know, you have your body, you have your skin, but take away the bones and the muscles and what do you have? You have this thing that's just going to fall over, right? Mm-hmm. But if you add the structure to it, that's what Jesus is. A random analogy there, but that's kind of how <laughs> I like to think about it. As we kind of begin to wrap this up, Haley, do you have any closing statement or anyone that's not sure about this? Any final thing that you want to say? Just life is so fleeting. In the Bible, it talks about how you're here for one minute and gone the next. And the Bible's been around for many 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 a long years. time long long time so long before you were even here and i just think the important thing is to focus on the eternal treasures rather than the temporary things of this world facts nailed it <laughs> yeah and if you're listening to this um and if you get one thing out of this and it's this jesus loves you he's he cares about you you're not alone he wants a relationship with you so look to him I promise that it will be the best decision that you ever make. Amen. All right, so we're just going to close out in a little prayer. So uh, wherever you are, just bow your heads and close your eyes as long as you're not driving. (laughs) 
Father God, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to be able to share with, you know, whoever is listening, God. And I pray that for our listeners out there, God, that they would just be reminded of what you did for them on the cross, God, and that in this time, you would just be working on their hearts and just constantly, you know, (laughs) pushing them and reminding them that they're not alone and that you are with them, God. We're just so grateful for your love and your forgiveness, and I pray that we will constantly be reminded of that, Lord, and that we would recognize that we are sinners, that we need you, and that the only way to the Father is through you, God. We're so grateful for your love, and it's in your name that I pray. Amen. Amen. That's a wrap.